Welcome one and all to episode 21 of Titan Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Petter, and with me I got my co-host, James. Mikasa! <laughs> and today, we're talking about chapter 138 of the Attack on Titan manga, A Long Dream. Do you want to talk about the title of the chapter yeah. for a moment? <laughs> Let's just go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what you got? Well... Bear with me is because I, I was going back and forth between a lot of thoughts as I was writing down my notes. All right. Uh, so to me, I think it's part of, partly a reference to chapter one, how Aaron felt like he woke up from a long dream. Mm. And uh, I, think he even, I think he even mentions that in, in that chapter. Yeah, he says, he literally says, I feel like I just had the longest dream. Right. So I, I think... <sighs> I mean, there's a lot you could you could possibly take from that going into, you know, alternate realities to just him having a vision of the future. Um, there's also the fact that Mikasa says the same thing and her mm. kind of vision slash dream slash alternate reality of <laughs> what life could have been like if she had made a different choice way back in chapter 123. Mm. Um it parallels so much what happens in chapter chapter one in that Mikasa wakes up from a dream being woken up by the other person and Aaron's picking up sticks. Oh, dude, I actually didn't think about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He asks Mikasa why uh, she's crying. Mm. And well, before that, she even she talks about the long dream. And then he asks her why she's crying and she's crying. And that's basically what goes down in chapter one. So there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah. As for, you know, what that is, I mean, we can talk about it later on, but I'll just say that I'm not sure if this is supposed to be symbolic or or an actual alternate reality that Aaron has some sort of, or some sort of access to in his memories. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, to be yeah. honest. I think yeah, I think a lot of people have different, some different ideas on that, and I we we de we're definitely going to talk about that more in depth mm -hmm. later in the discussion. Uh, but yeah, I also I also feel like you know a long dream. The title of this it's it's absolutely a reference to you know chapter one with with Aaron waking up from that dream, and I think it's very possible that the dream that Aaron was having before he woke up in the first chapter, uh, I. The way I see it, it's very possible that that dream was literally the whole story. Basically, his entire life mm. from that point until his death. Basically, mm -hmm. the, the whole manga <laughs> up to this point was what he was dreaming about. Uh, but the only thing he recalled when he had just recently woke up, woken up was Mikasa's last words there. That, that, that's what we mm. saw. Oh, my gosh. Because dreams kind of work like that, you know. Like, mm -hmm. it's hard to remember them a lot of the time. And so, at least that's what I'm choosing to believe right now, is that he literally was dreaming the entire manga. Like, the, the whole story he had just dreamed about uh, when he woke up. Yeah, it's, a, it's entirely possible. I, I mean, he, he comments when he wakes up in Chapter 1 that Mikasa... Well, he, he says, like, ah, oh, you, your hair is longer again, or something like that. Which, mm. one, confirms that he's into short hair. And two, <laughs> um, it's... He clearly saw a moment where, you know, Mikasa's hair was at a certain length, and that that shot we see of her in that open field, some somewhat open field, hmm. um, saying "So long, Aaron," is something that he saw in this dream. 
Now that's not that's not exactly what happened before the last thing he saw before he got beheaded, technically speaking. Right. Mikasa was the last thing he saw, but not in that outfit, not in that way. And it could again, it could just all be symbolic. But at the same Mm. time, you know, why is it exactly how Mikasa envisioned it and not how Aaron was seeing it? Yeah. There's a lot so to talk a about that. Do you? Right. I mean, we, we we could have that discussion now, I guess. No, no, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, <laughs> like I said, my thoughts are all over the place. We we could wait till the end. That that's fine. All right. Okay. That could be a little teaser for what? <laughs> yeah. For, let, for that discussion. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> okay. So getting into the chapter, we see the cliff baby again. Aha! So there's clearly something. There's gonna be something with that baby, especially since it's been appearing, so so much now. You guys were like, you know, mocking, not mocking me, but you guys were teasing me for being so worried about the baby. It wasn't so much I was worried per se. I just, I just knew that he brought it up for a reason. Uh-huh. Now, I'm not exactly sure if there's anything be- beyond just the baby will be alive. Um, and, and, you know, it'll be a sign that humanity is willing to even sacrifice themselves for, for the child, for the future generation. Uh, but I mean, I guess there could be something personally. I think that it'll just be, you know, simple celebration at the end, depending on what happens. And then the baby won't be really relevant going forward. Right. But like, even though like, I I still mostly think that the final panel is, you know, baby Aaron, that, that, that is still what Mm -hmm. I believe in the most. But with this chapter, I'm like slightly, I, I am becoming slightly more, uh, like, I guess, oh, really? positive to the idea that this might be that baby. Hmm. Um, I'm not like, it's not the one that I believe in the most yet, but it, like, right. I do feel a bit more confident in that it might be this one. I mean, one chapter left to find out. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait to talk about predictions uh, at the yes. end of this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, do you have anything more on the cliff, baby? Nah. Uh, and on the same page, we see the wall titans are uh, well. They they seem to be very tired now. Now that now that they're not being con- controlled anymore, they're kind of collapsing, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, it's hard to know exactly why. I guess I think there could be some speculations. Uh, I'm thinking that these these uh, colossal titans or wall titans have been being controlled for several days straight now, and they've been I guess more or less forced to to do some very uh you know straining physical activities like they they swam mm-hmm. across the ocean they've been walking for days on end uh mm-hmm. does maybe that makes sense for them to be tired enough to collapse potentially uh, i don't know it doesn't <laughs> seem like titans have ever shown ever being tired you know i mean uh if their limbs don't work or if something doesn't work then no, they they do actually, or at least when they are. When have they ever have they ever showed that they've been exhausted? Uh, only when they don't have sunlight. So I guess I didn't. Yeah, they are in sunlight right now. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's just you know showing that they're not being controlled anymore, rather than just you know just stopping. Um, mm. I mean, it's it's. I I see what you're saying. You know, they did go through a lot of physical strain, but I I think it just. To me, it's just showing that instead of them potentially continuing, that they're just kind of stopping and you know losing that con- the control that um, 
Aaron and Ymir had over them. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but I, I guess it still remains to be seen just how they will act now that they are in control of, of themselves. Because we talked a, bit, a little bit about this last month. You were mostly thinking that they would probably just stop and be kind of passive, but I thought that they would act like, like regular mindless titans, basically go after humans mindlessly. So I guess we still don't know for sure. Yeah, I guess technically not, but you think <laughs> there there was a bit of a delay before the action picked up again. True. So you think he would have shown that happening if they were willing to start it, you know, just attacking randomly. Yeah, and I, I do see, like, yeah, based on this chapter, I do feel like maybe you were right. But I still, I'm still a bit bummed out by that, because I feel like, why why would these Titans act differently just because they're larger? <laughs> uh, but, I don't yeah, know. I guess maybe, maybe we don't need to know. <laughs> I guess I've always had that impression of the wall Titans, that they're not necessarily similar to your everyday colossal Titan. I mean, yeah, they're, they're not colossal titans. Uh, well, not colossal, mm. excuse me. Just every day, just regular titan, mm-hmm. you know. They don't necessarily go after people. Um, that might be... I don't know why, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we don't... We can't know exactly, but... I mean, yeah, at this point, it seems like that might be the case. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're getting back to the characters from the last chapter. We see the, the families of the warriors and... The others are hopping off Falco's back. And something that I thought was really, like, the, one of the first things that happened here that I thought was, like, pretty powerful is that at this point in the chapter, the characters are under the assumption that Aaron most likely died from the explosion. Mm-hmm. And so seeing Mikasa just kind of realize that, shit, my last conversation with Aaron was when he told me that he hated me. Oh, like, gosh, that was so th- oh, That's oh. got to suck. <laughs> Man, right? <sighs> damn like your last memory with this person is such a negative memory i'll be honest part of the reason why last in our last discussion i was saying how sad i thought it would be if they didn't like meet again in person somehow in the in reality rather uh-huh. than in paths um that's th- this is part of the reason why is because the last thing they said or Aaron mm. said was that he hated her. So yeah. I was like, I, I don't want it to end like that. Um, but then again, yeah. I guess past could have worked just as well. Could have, perhaps. But uh, I do like the way Isyama went with this. With oh, this yeah. Chapter. For sure. For sure. Uh, it was very fitting for his story. But yeah, uh, th- that was definitely like a very powerful thing. It, it's kind of the first, I guess, really interesting bit we see of Mikasa this chapter. Uh, as a little, mm-hmm. little bit of a hint that she will absolutely be the star of the chapter, or at least, at least in my opinion. Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt. She's <laughs> star, star of the chapter. This is yeah, her. Mm-hmm. All that build up is to this. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so it was um, after this. It was wonderful to see all of the Marleyans, you know, reuniting with their families. Yeah, that was, oh, so, was so worth great. it. Like the mm-hmm. like. I, I was like, yeah, like, cause before this, I had, I was maybe a little, I was maybe a little bit, um, well, sort of, I didn't know why no, none of them had died yet. Um, oh, okay. And okay. so now I understand why Isyama wanted to keep them alive for this, because right. this moment was so, so good. Like, in the moment when I read this the first time, and I just saw Gabby, Falco, and Peek reunite with their parents, mm-hmm. like, it was such a powerful moment, and 
and then obviously what happens later makes it even more like uh. it just flips it like completely and it's just so awful and, and it's so but it's so impactful and it's so well executed i think right yeah mm. last chapter when it was all done or when it ended and it, these the warriors are still okay i mm. i felt like yeah okay they'll have their reunion so when it happened it was like great so they should be okay now and then the thing still moved and Aaron popped up and I was like, Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) they had their final goodbye. Something is going to happen. Yeah. And sure enough, it, something did. Uh, but at the very least, I'm I'm glad we got this moment, but I still need the Annie and Mr. Leinhart reunion along with the Reiner and his mom reunion. It it can't end like that. It, It just can't, but it did. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. In the next chapter, it can't end like that. Oh, you, oh, oh, I see. So you think they might be turned back to humans? Well, or, or you're hoping for it? It's a, it's yeah, it's, it's a possibility. I'm not, I'm not giving Hmm. predictions, predictions. I'm just saying that not having that, that, that reunion between them, I feel like that, that's got to be something that's addressed in the next chapter, in the, in the last chapter. Okay, okay, that's a fair opinion. Uh. Personally, at least regarding Annie and her father's, well, quote-unquote reunion, uh, mm-hmm. it was very brief, and they really just kind of saw each other, and then shit mm-hmm. went down. But uh, I actually really liked that. Like, because what? we knew ever since Annie came back from the crystal, we knew that mm-hmm. her main goal, like what she was fighting for the most in the world, was to get back to her dad. Yeah. And so to for her to be so close... In this chapter, but then have that uh, chance just ripped away, ripped away. Yeah, ripped away from her. I really kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> like huh. I think I like the, you the tra- masochist. <laughs> the, the tragedy of it is just so good. <laughs> uh, like they they've been apart from each other for nine years, and now they are like we 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 get this little taste of them reuniting but no of course it's not gonna happen this is attack on titan it's gonna happen (laughs) it's it's gonna happen next chapter (laughs) i personally hope not because i enjoyed it you you laugh it uh (laughs) i'm sorry i mean okay if if it doesn't happen and you know they don't get to see each other like her dad is forever titan or disappears or whatever happens then you know what I'll, i'll be i'll be fine with it because i'm sure he'll bring up something that'll that'll make it better or whatever Hmm. and uh yeah i'll be okay with it but i think there's a reason why he did it that way along with reiner and and his mom it it is to build that final suspense for this moment Hmm. and then it will be resolved in the next chapter in the last chapter Hmm. perhaps (laughs) Uh. (laughs) i don't know why well you're very against this well okay so you and I talked on our Discord server yesterday uh-huh. uh, about Connie and Jean getting mm-hmm. turned into Titans. And yesterday we agreed that like, we, we didn't want them to come back because the send-off was so good, right? Now, hold, now, hold up. I, I, I don't think... For me, it's not I don't want them to come back. Uh. It's I wouldn't mind if they didn't come back. I wouldn't mind if everyone else came back but some some didn't because they were squashed or or killed during that during that squabble. I see. Um, I see. 
And if, if it turns out John and Connie or one one of them are killed, I think they had a good enough send off at that point. But I wouldn't mind them both coming back as well. Hmm. You know. Okay. Okay. So, I, I I see. I see. But I know you feel a little differently. This whole thing with with all these characters being turned into titans, I feel like you and I have complete different opinions on because <laughs> I I kind of don't want I, I don't want most of these to come back. The only one I actually want to come back is Gabby because yeah she didn't get the kind of send off that Connie and Jean got. Um, mm-hmm. And I, well, I, I'll talk more about it in predictions later on, but. Uh, I will say that based, just based, mostly based on the fact that she didn't get that kind of attention before they were turned, she is the only one that I want to come back. I I totally agree with you on on Gabby, mm. and and that's part of the that's actually a big reason. I know I mentioned Annie and Reiner, but that's another big reason why I think there will be some sort of uh, resolution to that, and in, in that they become human again, because. While it is sad that Gabby got so little time with her family or whatever, it's also the fact that Falco and Reiner worked so hard to make sure that she wouldn't turn into a titan. Mm. You know, Falco did so much, and he it was his whole, like, goal, motivation. They even brought it up just a few chapters ago. And then this happens. Yes, it's tragic, tragic, I get it. But at the same time, it kind of almost takes away everything that they did, um, and it was for naught. So... I guess if you're into that, not saying you specifically, but if people are into that kind of thing, mm. sure. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure Isayama can, will, will make it seem better if that is the case. But I think because of that, there is going to be a chance or a way for the Titans to come back and turn back into people and not mm. just eat someone. But we can talk about that later in predictions. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's out of the question entirely. I just... I just really enjoyed the sacrifice here, and I was so touched by obviously, especially Jean's and Connie's final moments, and just mm-hmm. them kind of reminiscing about the Survey Corps and like basically they they they're fine with how it turned out, all things considered. And um, I was super moved by that. Like the first time I read it, I was moved, and the second time I read it, I was even more moved by it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and I've seen some beautiful fan art of that. Just that moment with Jean and Connie. I'm so happy that the fandom is really kind of just praising these two characters in their final moments. Uh, or, well, presumably their final moments. I mean, it, it's, it's climactic and a great moment, in my opinion. Mm. So, yeah, no, no doubt. Yup. But moving back a little bit in the chapter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when everything is you know, going really well, you know, they, the warriors are reuniting with their families and like all that. Everything seems almost kind of too good to be true for a moment <laughs> in the chapter. Cause I remember <laughs> at the end of the previous chapter, I said that I thought the action was over. Um, I, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't, I can't remember what you said, but at least I remember that I, I, I was like, yeah, this is the end of the action. The last two chapters will focus on Right. Yeah, I think I was in the same boat, to be honest. I think, yeah, we might have been both there. but, <laughs> um, And so I, so I felt that way at the end of that chapter. But in this chapter, when, you know, when we saw all these happy, this, these happy, you know, wholesome moments between these characters and their families, that was when I was like, oh, this is a little too good to be true. I don't know if oh, I'm really ah. like I don't know if I'm super comfortable with this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that that was when I felt like yeah maybe Aaron isn't done with after all. 
Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I felt, in that way, I felt the same. I thought you were just dissatisfied. I was like, wait a minute, this is oh. too good to be true. Oh, no, no, this, no, 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 yeah. How dare he? How dare he make it somewhat happy? Ah, uh, no, 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 not like that. No, no, no. no. I, 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 oh, loved, okay. I loved seeing them reunite with their, their families. That was awesome. Uh, but just seeing that happy time kind of made me very suspicious. I was like, mm, what if, yes. yeah, this doesn't I seem felt the same way. right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, lo and behold, Aaron did come back and the centipede was doing fine too. Yeah, man, that thing is practically invincible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I guess get some boiling water or something. Pour it on the mukade. It should. <laughs> right. That should do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or fire or something. Or well, I guess fire. it would send the blast. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. Boiling water. I'm telling you, that's that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And also, kind of around that point in the chapter we saw uh secretary miller and annie's dad um and i thought their interaction was really sweet it was really nice to see uh that miller seems to be a really solid guy Mm-hmm. i mean i was telling people this that those those fires were not they're just up in the air or somewhere else it, yeah you know <laughs> it, it was not meant to be actual conflict he was just trying to calm down his men and i guess the explosion from Armin's colossal titan ended up um, helping out in that sense as well, but yeah. So I, I, I felt like yeah, this was kind of a, or I, you know, people were calling this before, but I'm I'm glad that there was a a, a moment of understanding between the two mm. before you know, <laughs> turned into a titan and probably maybe potentially scarred him for life. I mean, we'll we'll see. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I was just really overthinking this uh, or th- those gunshots or cannon shots that we heard from the fort mm-hmm. I, I was really probably just overthinking that uh because th- this really makes it really makes sense because or based on what we saw from Mueller previously right it makes sense for him to be this kind of a person and and yeah and it, this is such a sweet scene we see like marlian soldiers in the background helping out the eldians that are like either tired or wounded yeah uh, so so nice it really is i guess before we move on can we just talk about aaron's colossal form yes yeah oh my goodness like i did not expect going into the end that we would have an an erin colossal form but why (laughs) why why is this a thing how is this a thing i guess ymir is like maybe erin is hey ymir i need a colossal titan now he's like all right and went Mm. with it but why would zeke is gone the centipede's not there how? I, I just, it, I don't know. It doesn't completely make sense. And I'm, I was definitely fine with it at the moment, but thinking back, I was kind of like, eh, I have questions, but I'm okay with it. Does that make sense? Like it, it, yeah. it was, it's meant for being hype and exciting and I get it. I, I, I don't think it makes complete sense in, in what was going on, but you know what? We're dealing with the founder Titan or whatever. I, I'm okay with it. Well, I think it's fine because I don't think this is anything related to the founder, what Aaron, well, okay, yeah, Aaron's yeah, yeah, form yeah. right here, because I think the centipede thing is what's related to the founder, at least from what right. I've understood it. That's Yeah, that's fine. Um, so right now, what is causing Aaron to be able to take this colossal form is, I think, purely on Emir mm. and nothing else. And I think it's and that and that's made possible because of, I guess, her loyalty or alliance with Aaron right now. Mm. So I think in that sense, I'm I, I buy it personally. 
Okay. Okay. So it's not. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what Titan power you eat. Then it just depends on what Emir is gives you. I I guess. I mean, I, I'm sure Eren gets special treatment now because you know he he interacted with Emir in the way he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I yeah I, I, yeah something like that is my thinking. Understandable. Mm. Understandable. They mentioned that they need to go to Eren. Like that's because they realize that the the centipede is invincible at this point. Yeah. For whatever reason, mm. because it's a it's a mukade, it's a centipede. You know, you can't kill this thing. <laughs> yep. Um, and so they need to go to Eren, and all, you know, everyone seems to have that kind of. Oh, God, I think of a word that's not Japanese. Uh, determination, <laughs> and I like how Isayama basically exhausted all the options possible, e- e- even going into paths and everything. To get to this point where it becomes obvious that the only thing we can do is kill Eren. Like, that yeah. that has to be the option. We can't do anything against Mukade, and we definitely can't do anything against Ymir at this point. It, it has to be Eren. So, uh, it kind of it kind of forces Mikasa into a corner in that sense. I mean, she was probably already there to begin with, but it definitely it helps her get to the point where she can make, make the ultimate decision for her. Mm. And so, I like how Isayama wrote that. Maybe, I don't know if he had that in mind, but I, I think it's really smart to, yeah, basically, like I said, exhaust all of the options yeah. possible before getting to that point. Totally. And and also the fact that, you know, with so many of the characters being turned into titans, at the end, there weren't a lot of options for people to do it, like to do that deed, to kill Eren. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, you know, Levi was injured Reiner and Peak was were fighting the the centipede. Mm-hmm. It really was up to Mikasa. Yeah, yeah. He definitely he set it up. He he set it up so well for that. So cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's very cruel. Well, okay, I'm gonna say it. So you remember? You remember? I I have to. I didn't go back and listen, but I'm pretty sure in one of our podcasts, huh? I said that Mikasa would. It, it was kind of building up to Mikasa being the one. To kill Aaron, because they he was they were he was kind of pointing it or pushing it to giving Mikasa that choice. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it did happen that way. I can't, but at the same time, I can't remember if I exactly said that or not. I know, I know, I may have one time said like wrap the scarf around him or just be the one to kill him. But mm. um, I think, especially now, you can see that he was <laughs> pushing it to to this point. Right, and it makes it makes perfect sense, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, like looking back, and I mean, I and I I have enjoyed the thought of that. I'm I can't remember exactly who and how we have speculated along those mm-hmm. lines, but I have definitely been enjoying that idea, <laughs> just because right. it is so tragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yep. Uh, and so about the centipede sending out the gas to make the Eldians into Titans. What did you think of that? First of all. I thought it was brilliant because you you go back to uh, Rakako mm. and Zeke using his own spinal fluid in a kind of a gas situation, and it so it goes back to the fact that this centipede thing is basically the the spine of the Titan powers, and yeah. of course its its own spinal fluid would be the thing that turns that that can turn all of the Eldians into Titans. For sure. Now it's a little strange how it's able to make it 
in a gas form. I don't, I don't understand how that works. <laughs> but again, you know, it's just one of the things like, let's not think about that. <laughs> but, yeah. but I think it was, it, it was one, climatic, and two, a, a really smart way to uh, bring in that, that power and, and show, you know, how dangerous and, and powerful this, this centipede is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, so when in this chapter here, when Connie, Connie is the one who's able to, you know, to figure out that this is that kind of gas. And Mm -hmm. so when I read it, I was like, wait, how is he able to know that? Because everyone Mm -hmm. who will, you know, who sniffed in that gas turned into Titans back in Ragako and they are all dead now. Well, except for his mother, but they can't really Mm -hmm. talk to her anyway. Um, so I was thinking, like, how is Connie able to recognize that smell? Hmm. And so I, I, I think just on a surface level, it's hard to understand. And I think, I mean, it's still, like, I don't have, like, a definite answer to it. But I have a speculation uh, okay. or kind of like a, a headcanon. I don't know. But mm-hmm. something, something that I think makes it work. Basically, I think it makes sense for scientists in, on, you know, on parody to get samples of whatever you know from that village after that whole incident had happened and i'm sure they would have been able mm. to find traces of that gas you know maybe in the ground or in the walls of the houses or like they would have been able to find traces of that and and they probably didn't replicate it i or in fact i know they never did but i'm sure that they at least could have been able to get some kind of information from it and so connie obviously being so affected by that incident would have been specifically keen on finding out more about it so he would have maybe been in touch with those scientists and learned maybe maybe they were able to figure out like ooh this smelled like this or something (laughs) like that or they learned stuff about it from Zeke because they were in talks with Zeke a lot before he betrayed them and he he told them about this gas. He lied about the gas. He lied saying that anyone who right. gets it becomes like paralyzed. Um, but he did still tell them about the gas. So that, that's also another option where maybe they learned from him. Maybe he described it like it smells like this or something. I'm so not sure. I I I think that's possible. I don't know how you describe that smell <laughs> when they didn't really even describe it. But mm-hmm. here's here's my thinking. One, I, I think he did know about the gas because they had, you know, heard from Zeke. Even though he lied about it being paralyzing, it they still knew about the gas. Right. Two, they ask, okay, did it die? And it, and Connie says, no, it doesn't smell like Titan's death, which means so it's not the Titan's death. And so Connie just thinks, wait, what other instances do I know of that cloud come that these cloud things comes? And he says, mm. isn't this the same thing they did in Ragako? And it's not since, oh, this is the same smell as Rakuko. Isn't this the same thing? So he's thinking in his memory, ah. oh, this is what Zeke described. Isn't this the same thing? That's how I, that's how I envision it. That, that, makes, that makes sense as well. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, no one has any reason to not believe that. So. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, they're all just acting on that. And seeing Levi in that moment just kind of taking action, I thought was really... Right really cool and 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 just and really sad too and like when he turns around to peek and says hurry up like his face Uh, there that's so uh, there's so much emotion so much like mm -hmm. desperation he knew he knew it was he was gonna happen he knew it it's so so sad and intense i mean technically he kind of lived something similar 
with the in the woods with with Zeke and then all his and then all of Levi's men turn into Titans. True. Because true. they drank the wine. So yeah. Um, yeah, he knows he knows how dire that can be. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh man. It, <laughs> it, it was this moment and, and you know, we always obviously talked about the the Connie and Jean moment, but mm. the the moment that everyone's leaving and or getting on the back of Falco and the it, they're just kind of waiting to be turned into Titans. It yeah. is so tragic and sad, yeah. you know, because you had all these happy feels right before this. Yeah. And then Boy. Isayama just kind of hits you with a, with a, a left hook out of nowhere. Definitely. And, oh man, it, you, basically what Falco is doing, just like crying in despair here mm. as he flies away, just, just out of frustration, uh, is basically I I wasn't like yelling or anything, but it's kind of how I how I felt. I mean, yeah, I I was sad that it came to this point. Uh, I was also kind of hyped, but still, <laughs> still, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is awful. And but but speaking about that cry, that scream mm-hmm. from from Falco, a lot of people reading the chapter were confused, me included, mm-hmm. uh, about did that scream that Falco did cause them to transform after having inhaled the gas. Obviously, at this point, I don't think that was the case. Yeah. Uh, but when I was reading it the first time, because the way Isayama drew his Titan screaming, it has mm-hmm. that kind of glow to it. It looks, very, it looks, it looks just like Isayama when he drew the Beast Titan screaming to control mm. or transform Titans. It looks just the same way. And, you know, maybe this is just the way he draws any Titan that's screaming. So... You know, mm-hmm. that, that that makes sense. But in the moment, I was, like, really confused. Like, why on earth would Falco trigger them to transform? Well, I guess we, he probably doesn't even have that ability, first of all, because he's not royal-blooded. Mm-hmm. But he did consume Zeke's spinal fluid, so, you know, maybe he would be able to with that in mind. But we don't know that. But, yeah, like, at this point, I don't think so. And especially, like, my, mm-hmm. my, my major reason to not think that anymore is because there's actually, like, four full panels of conversation between right. Jean and Connie after the scream before they transform. So, exactly. So, yeah, it definitely, at least the way I see it now, definitely is not the case. But it was confusing, though, I think. I think Isima could have maybe drawn that differently, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just to make it a little clearer. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it works. It's, it's good, regardless. <laughs> I, I think it's totally fair to get confused by that. I, I, I mean, briefly, I was, I was like, wait, what's going on? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess he just screamed or whatever. Um, mm. But I, 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 you know, I definitely thought, or def- the thought crossed my mind is like, wait, why, why exactly did they change? But I guess it was just the centipede that summoned him and not necessarily Falco screaming. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess we can't say it would be an interesting little twist that I don't know why it would need to be there if they found out it was Falco who <laughs> changed them. Falco's been working for the centipede all along. Well, maybe, maybe it, it, you know, he didn't realize or something. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, all of these Eldians turn into Titans and it's chaos. Well, at least Oyankapon's okay. Yes. Yeah, it was nice to see him in like two panels. <laughs> and then maybe, but I think this confirms we'll see him in the last chapter at the very least. Yes. Yes. I hope he's fine. I mean, he's in a very dangerous situation right now. True. He's like right True. in the open with a bunch of pure titans roaming around. I'm like, dude, watch out, boy. Well, at least the at least the pure titans are being controlled by the centipede at this point. 
Uh, you know, oh, they, yeah. they're all going to protect. Like, I think they basically all ran off, ran off the cliff. That's that's true. That's true. That's got to be the case. Yeah. So they're all going after Reiner and or mm-hmm. like Peek and Annie. Mm-hmm. So in this, like, in the midst of this chaos, or like right when these Titans have transformed, we see Secretary Miller again in a couple of panels, and he has this like terrified expression on his face. Understandably, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, it's fair. <laughs> I don't blame the man. Right. But but thinking back onto like how willing he was to like trust the Eldians before this, I just yeah. have this sinking feeling that what if this experience oh. for him just kind of ruined all of that, right. and like like maybe after this he won't be able to trust the Eldians the way he did before, and he won't be able to help oh. a potential diplomatic solution. Like that that would suck. It would suck. Humans are fickle. Like I, mm. you know, I wouldn't blame him well i would well it's hard to say like you know i i think it, it's possible that he does a, another 180 and it's just like okay nope eldians are evil because of this right but maybe maybe he sees this and instead of getting eaten they run off the cliff and go help the the, the monster the centipede and maybe oh, yeah. he sees that at as okay they're being controlled like they don't have any choice in the matter right but at, at the same time seeing something like that transform in front of your eyes yeah. that could be pretty scarring for sure for sure and i mean it, it's always ever since the beginning of the story it's always been like made very clear just how terrifying the titans are even yeah. even if they're not necessarily you know going after you just seeing a titan in in the flesh is yeah. horrifying true um but but i i did like your 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 idea that you know maybe the fact that he sees that, that the titans are going to help the the centipede like if 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 he you know m- maybe there is some good to come of that hopefully maybe hopefully <laughs> that's like the only re- really reason i can think unless you see i going to pull something out of his hat i mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Do you think it would be all, that whole thing would be kind of for naught, or would it just be kind of a just a psych moment? Like the he just wanted to play with the readers' emotions, you know, having Mueller and Lionheart understand each other, or how do you pronounce his name? Uh, well, I think I think it would be. I actually I feel like regardless of what I like of where Secretary Mueller ends up, mm-hmm. like in his thoughts after this, I I'm probably happy with it. Or, okay. or it depends, it depends. Uh, mostly, sure. I, I prefer that he would be able to, you know, get past this and be able to actually yeah. cooperate with the Eldians. I mm-hmm. think that would be nice because, I mean, even if he did that, it's not like the, the conflicts between Eldians and non-Eldians would be solved in a day, you know. Even, right. if, even, no. even if he does end up on their side, kind mm-hmm. of, it's still going to take generations probably to, you know, yeah, to actually get over this. So... I, I do think it would be nice to see, you know, just the light at the end of the tunnel, just kind of with him as one of those little lights that will be able to help Elia's future. But, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Reiner's fighting the centipede, and Armin is fighting Eren. Hey! So we got, like, multiple action scenes going on kind of at the same time here. Okay. Right about Reiner... Uh-huh. Uh, I like I like how he's just like bring it come on you can't get <laughs> yeah. past me the armor titan aka the wall the real wall titan <laughs> but I I I like I you know 
Reiner has really grown on me since we did our whole Marley deep dive. And it's, it's, it's nice to see him in this moment, kind of taking a last stand and you know that helios Helios moment that people want it could still be a possibility it won't be aaron's head but it could be the centipede or something like that right it it all depends on what exactly goes down um after the well well, yeah in the next chapter with the aftermath of this one but it's still a possibility i i just i also like his opponent the centipede in that it's a lot more intelligent than I thought going into this. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I understand it it's, has some sort of thought or, you know, thinking going on in that it it just wants to survive and multiply and whatnot. But the fact that it knows how to protect itself and it understands that there, there are its seed close by, um, it, I don't know. It's kind of it, it's a, a little bit surprising um, and I, I guess I underestimated the thing a little bit, but mm. it goes to show when when you have an wild animals back behind a wall, um, it'll pull out all sorts of all, everything it can do to survive. Definitely, yeah, it's pretty terrifying because it's mm-hmm. such an unknown. It's such a like an alien being mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. that's what makes the centipede scary. I feel because it's it's just such an otherworldly thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean I mean Titans are supernatural as well, but this the, mm-hmm. the centipede is like on a different level. Yeah. I agree. And yeah, Armin fighting Aaron, pretty Ooh. pretty cool. I, I really liked like the one page full image of them. Yeah. Just seeing them from the ground, just looking up at oh, them. It, like the sense of scale there is like amazing. It really is. I mean Reading, reading this and coming up to this point, did you ever think we would have a colossal versus colossal fight? Did you ever think we would have that? Well, first of all, no. And second of all, no. being those two colossals being Armin and Eren, definitely <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. I mean, gosh, these guys are the best of friends. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's, it's heavy stuff. I mean, mm, I'm mm. so glad... We are at this point where we are because it is it is entertaining and unique. Yeah. But not that not that it has to be unique to be amazing. It but but it is. It is, but it is unique. Yeah. And it is amazing. My my goodness, like what an amazing story he's written so far. Yeah. Oh my God. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about John and Connie's and Gabby's Titan forums? <laughs> sure. First of all, I, 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 my favorite is John's. Yeah. Because it's like... Same. Well, he has like the same kind of squinty eyes. And then like mm-hmm. the, his eyes in combination with this really wide Titan mouth that he has now mm. just makes him look so creepy and a little bit funny. But I love it. Yeah. I, I Yeah, definitely. Like that. that is that is one horrifying looking Titan he's got there. I mean, uh-huh. it kind of reminds me of the Joker a little bit with oh, yeah. how how far his his mouth is like if it, you know joker cuts open his mouth the, the, the dark knight version right so it kind of reminds me of that a little bit <laughs> i i was a little disappointed not to see a horse face going on here <laughs> oh, but on. you know i mean i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm just hey it's the memes i'm just going with the memes yeah. no i i don't i actually don't understand i think i've said this before i don't understand the whole 
horse genre comparison. So I just kind of, I just kind of go with everyone. Everyone's saying. I think the only reason why ECM might even started making those jokes about Jean, or he has uh-huh. some characters making. I mean, Aaron and maybe I can't right. remember who else. If, if anyone else made those remarks about Jean, but I think the reason for it is because Jean has somewhat of a long face. Yeah. I think that's the that's only thing. Fair. That's the only thing. Fair. So, like, he doesn't actually look like a horse. It's just he has no, a, no, no. somewhat of a long face. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's that's really the only, only thing. But uh, Gabby's Titan just has, like, the angriest expression on her face, which I think <laughs> is very fitting for her. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. And and Connie's Titan, I thought, like, the, the one, like, design part in his Titan that I thought was kind of really kind of unsettling is kind of how his cheeks are... Mm. like kind of semi-visible yeah you're right yeah it's like, like it's like the skin is like very thin halfly torn or oh something. or that too that too yeah yeah actually like, i think you're you're more you, right yeah you can like see through the the cheeks mm-hmm. uh and it, it's really unsettling to me <laughs> indeed but yeah and uh, obviously you know uh, we see annie and and peak joining reiner against the centipede and and at this point, you know, the stakes are high, you know, for these two, especially, who just sort of more or less reunited with their dads. Well, Peak did mm-hmm. completely, and Annie almost did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they have that so fresh in their minds right now. And it's such an, it just makes this fight against the centipede so emotional. I, I didn't think the stakes could get any... Well, I don't know. Like, it, I, I'm, just glad, I'm just glad these we have... It's it's really epic to have this moment and the stakes as high as they are and uh-huh. seeing seeing the well, basically all the titans that are available are here you know except for the warhammer and the beast titan and I don't it's just it's it's really cool to see all of them fighting together except for the attack titan <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I I don't know it's it's a really nice send off eventually for the series I think absolutely this is. This is beautiful. So, I guess now it's about time to talk about Mikasa's dream again. Maybe mm-hmm. a bit more in depth if we feel like it. Yeah. First off, I, I want to talk about her the headaches at the very uh-huh. at the very least. Just kind of discuss with you what that could possibly be meaning. Right. I you know we were in the discords and I I had brought up the headaches and was thinking like what could they mean and. I think you brought up the fact that oh it could it's it could just be PTSD and I was thinking at the time yeah you know what it could just be her memories of that coming back and they just kind of cause a post traumatic stress hmm. but after this I I I don't think PTSD is a possibility or not as much as it was I I'm not I can't tell you for sure why they're happening I I'd be impressed if anybody could at this point <laughs> but. I, I I think it's possible we get an actual actual explanation for them in this last chapter. Mm. As to what that is, I'm not sure. It could be something that Ymir says or something that Historia brings up or maybe something that Mikasa herself pontificates about. I'm not entirely sure. But allow me to just throw out a few suggestions of what it could be. Right. Were the headaches meant to stop Mikasa from doing what she was about to do, you know, behead Aaron. What was it kind of a defense mechanism that Aaron was putting onto her somehow through the founding Titan? Hmm. Um, or was it to encourage her with these memories in order to do, 
in order to get her to do what she did. Not necessarily from Aaron, but maybe from Ymir. Or for whatever reason. Uh, does Mikasa have sort of some sort of Titan power through her Ackerman line? We know that they can't turn into Titans, as, as was proven even more so here yeah. with the, the spinal fluid um, being a thing. So yeah, does she does the Ackerman line at least for her, Mikasa have some sort of power there? Who knows? I think Ackermans do have at least at least one thing that they definitely have, like like a special ability that I guess is somehow pathsy, is that they're able mm-hmm. to react to, to things sort of before they happen. Yeah. That is True. that is one thing that we know that the Ackermans are able to mm-hmm. do. That's a good point, and and maybe maybe we'll get more clarification on that potentially. Maybe. Uh, perhaps Ymir is forcing these memories. I guess like this is kind of similar to what I was said earlier. Ymir forced these memories on to Mikasa in order to get you know this ending or some sort of objective. I'm not entirely sure. Um, more on her later <laughs> but and now here here's my final crackpot theory i know i'm putting out a lot there but honestly this is just me, me talking <laughs> <laughs> go, go for it <laughs> so my my final crackpot theory about these headaches okay ready i'm ready mikasa's bloodline actually has some sort of <laughs> a royalty in it now hear me out mm-hmm. we know that the azamabito came to paradise parody when when it first when they first came here and was and was good friends with king carfritz and they were good friends with it and so they were left on the island with them could it be that one of the Azumabito and carfritz descendants had a child mm-hmm. and that child ended up carrying the royal bloodline with them into the ne- it wouldn't be too too many generations because you know only a hundred years, but at least into the next generation, which could technically, or could possibly be, Mikasa's mother, and so Mikasa's mother had that royal bloodline in her, and she passed that on to Mikasa. So she has the Ackerman bloodline, the Osmabitha bloodline, and a little bit of the royal bloodline. <laughs> and so maybe I know, yeah, that's not even the, that's not even the craziest part. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> so. When she, when, when Mikasa kissed Eren, she touched skin to skin, just like how Eren fist bumped his, his stepmother and was able to get activated <laughs> the founding Titan's powers there. Yeah. What if, because of the kiss on the lips, I know I, I kind of spoiled the ending, I'm sorry. Because uh-huh. the kiss of the lips, that contact, she was able to uh, activate some sort of founding Titan power. Um, and that's how she was able to get those headaches, or at least maybe even communicate with Ymir potentially. Hmm. So that's that's my crackpot theory. I don't I don't put any <laughs> coinage or any sort of money on this, uh, but I it was a thought that came to me, and it's really far fetched, and maybe puts too much focus on Mikasa. But I threw it out there. So. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> you don't even have to address it. I just wanted to put it out there. What, right. What, so what do you think? What do you think about the headaches? The headaches is like one of the biggest things where I'm just at a loss, mm. for the most part. 
I feel like they are probably somehow Ackerman related. Or, man, I'm not even entirely sure about that because, I mean, we've never seen any other Ackerman with that. So, right. Right. Yeah. I, I, as I said, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss at, at it. It, it's it could be it could be somehow related to her kind of going against her instincts maybe mm. or that's what Aaron Aaron was saying huh right oh yeah that is what Aaron was saying <laughs> and actually I think Aaron was wrong so I don't think that's the case in that case mm. <laughs> yeah I yeah, this one's hard. This one's tough. I, I I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. I haven't given it too much thought, but I think uh, it's, understandable. I think it's a tricky one. Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible that it doesn't get fully explained. And mm. would I, be, would I be disappointed if that's a fact? Uh, <laughs> I think it's one of those things that can be open to interpretation. Um, I would like clarification on it, but if yeah. it doesn't happen, it's not going to ruin Mikasa's story or the story overall. Right. No, and I, I think with th- this is also a thing that I would probably also prefer to get at least some sort of explanation for, mm-hmm. to be honest, because it is, I mean, it's been such a like consistent thing throughout the whole manga. So it would mm-hmm. be nice to know just why it has been happening. Right. And one more thing about the headaches is that Mikasa's not the only one who gets these kind of headaches. Aaron has also gotten these headaches back in the first chapter when he was remembering when his dad gave him the power and he he ate Grisha. Oh. Um, he had a headache when he was trying to recall that, and it, it was very similar to Mikasa's visions and, and headaches. Ah, I have forgotten about that. Interesting. So, I, you know, is there is that some sort of con- connection there somehow? Did is Mikasa having visions of memories of an alternate reality? that she's trying to suppress or you know i have no idea is someone trying to push these memories onto these hosts at that time and that's why they have the headaches i anyway right um i don't expect well i would like there to be an explanation um but regardless i think i think what we have here is pretty good right and i mean actually like i guess one thing that i can say is that if if it is related to like you mentioned like alternate realities and and there has been a lot of fans speculating that the dream that Mikasa has in this chapter is an alternate reality that is mm-hmm. real. It's just, but it's just another separate timeline, kind of. If that is the case, then it kind of also it's in that case. I feel like it's kind of similar to I don't know if you've read it, but the Lost Girls spinoff. Oh, you know, I didn't. I didn't read that. Uh, it's only a two-volume book or, or a series, but it's mm. basically the first half or the, the first book is focused on Annie, and the second one is focused on Mikasa, uh, or vice versa. Mm. But I, I think it's first Annie and then Mikasa. But basically, in the second book, which is focused on Mikasa, it it deals with like different alternate timelines really? in a weird kind of wacky way. I never considered it canon. I don't think it should be considered canon, um, but it is very wacky in that kind of way and this chapter okay. reminded me of that oh. uh, so i mean i'm not maybe it should be considered more canonical than mm. i gave it credit for when i first read it i mean it's kind of sort of ish old by now but um and it's written by you know it's written by a different person so 
okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that kind of gets messy when you when it's written by someone else, you know. Right. So I I I, I still don't think it's actually canon, but mm-hmm. it is interesting to see those sorts of similarities, and if that is the case with the headaches, then yeah, that that would be really interesting. Like if maybe I mean, because I'm sure Isayama had some communication with the person who wrote Lost Girls, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe yeah. it was something that he he gave them a little bit of a hint Suggested. on something. Mm-hmm. Like you know, could mm-hmm. could be interesting. But definitely. But yeah, uh, getting into that though about Mikasa's dream, what it is and all. Personally, I don't think it is an alternate reality. I don't. Okay. I, I Personally, I think it is totally just kind of her ideal fantasy, mm-hmm. her ideal reality of what of what mm-hmm. never came to be. Yeah. What do you think? Hmm, it's it's hard because <laughs> at first I did I did think it was just, you know, her ideal reality, like, you know, her thinking clearly about if I had made this choice to run away with Aaron, this is what would have happened and we could have been so happy. Hmm. And I I was kind of okay with seeing that. But then and then it connected directly to chapter 1 with the so long Aaron. Hmm. And that's when I started to have my questions about wait is this an alternate reality that Aaron was able to see somehow or is just is this just symbolic of what actually happened i it it's hard um yeah. i think i of the two i think i'm more inclined to believe that it's just her fantasy um what could have been right. rather than an alternate reality because we haven't really experienced too much of the yeah these alternate timelines right however i guess that's technically not true because back back when aaron was having those those i think he was going into paths i think he was going into paths with zeke and there was all those different shards and one of the shards is the attack on high school yeah. <laughs> thing. And that could just be a joke. I, You know, Isayama and other manga gods, they do that all the time. Right. Um, just kind of subtle jokes. Mm-hmm. And But that's obviously stirred up some fan theories and even my own thinking. Oh, yeah. And so I wondered if if there is alternate realities, it's very much possible that somehow Aaron has this ability to see these different uh, outcomes and see these different realities for whatever reason but again that's just so almost far-fetched at this point that unless we see it confirmed in this last chapter i i can't really accept it other than i can't accept it being an, an alternate reality um but i can accept it being just her mikasa's ideal of um present Right, and I kind of feel like an alternate timeline or alternate reality kind of it makes it, in my mind, it makes it too complicated. Like, yeah, we don't need that kind of stuff really in the story. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess we're we're sort of on the same page there. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> uh, but in in her dream, she sees Aaron telling her to get rid of the scarf after he's gone. Because he wants mm-hmm. her to be able to forget about him easier and for her to be free without oh, man. needing to think about him, sort of. And and I, I think, even though this was in the dream, I do think it mm-hmm. is what Aaron would have said yeah. in oh, the yeah. real as well. 
and as proof of that, we actually knew that he he told Luis to dispose of the scarf. Mm-hmm. So we knew that, he, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't want Mikasa to have the scarf. He, he didn't want her to have something to remember him by after he was gone. Right. Um, but, you know, then Mikasa goes against what Aaron would have wanted. She actually, you know, she puts mm-hmm. the scarf on and she makes the active choice of choosing to remember him with the scarf. And I think that was her, like, the fact that she made her own choice in that uh, and she decided to keep the scarf and to keep it as a, something to remember him by is proof of her being free in a completely different way than Aaron intended for her to become free. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I love that. How just the way how that proves that Mikasa is free and she isn't c- controlled by Aaron in any way. Yeah. At least not anymore. No. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think him telling her that he hates her was trying to manipulate her feelings. Yeah. Uh, and trying to use her. And so in any way, if anything, that was making her a slave to him. But at her making this choice for herself to not forget him, it it runs so well with her character, and yeah. it calls back to so many things, but it shows that she is an independent person. It's not her Ackerman bloodline. It's, it's love. And mm. I like that. And it's interesting to get this 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 point from Aaron, even if it is just her her dream, I guess you could say, in that Aaron kind of views love as a prison almost, or at least at least for Mikasa, in that he feel like Mikasa can't live her life, can't be free unless she lets go of him, unless she doesn't hang on to him anymore. Right. And I, you know, it, it's such an interesting interesting concept that he he literally believes that she's a prisoner to love which is kind of funny because isn't there like a song called prisoner to love or whatever it's, it's a phrase <laughs> it sounds like it could be <laughs> it probably could be um and i don't usually you see love is so free to, free and 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 good and here aaron it almost sounds like love is holding mikasa back mm. from living her life at least love for him right and because it says nope <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. like she makes she makes the choice herself uh-huh. that she is going to love Aaron and you know eventually do do what she does um but interesting to me is you know for his entire character it's been about freedom even at this moment either freedom for himself or freedom for others and we see the bird here and there was a whole bird theory going on that maybe somehow the bird's eyes were connected to Titan or whatever. I, I maybe even throw that theory out. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. Uh, that would be quite the twist for the last chapter. <laughs> I just think that the birds in general have usually been in connection with freedom and being free from your cage. For sure. Um, whatever that cage may be. And, you know, whether it be Wall or for Aaron, him thinking that love was Mikasa's cage. But in reality, she, well, I mean, you could even say she wanted to be in that cage and still be free. Um, I, I, don't, I don't like to think of it that way. I think it's more that um, her love makes her free, you know, that, maybe that kind of cheesy thing. And, and that she makes this choice for herself um, to live in a world 
Well, to keep living so that she can remember him. Yeah. To keep living so she can love him even if he's dead, even if he's gone. I think that's really um, precious. And it really calls back to uh, some of her beginning uh, chapters here. Let me pull this up. I took a couple pictures. When she's at the in Tross, at the cross crossroad between two titans and it looks like she's about to die, she says, I'm sorry, Aaron, I can't give up. If I die now, I won't be able to remember you. So no matter what I'm going to win, whatever I have to do, I'm going to live. Yeah. And I think that ties in again. I mean, it's a little different than this situation because she's, you know, fighting Aaron here. But uh, it's still, she's going to live so she can keep remembering him, keep loving him. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I like that connection. Do you mind if I go back real quick, unless you had something you want to say there? Uh, I guess, well, just about the birds. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, I also agree, like, absolutely, they are the symbol for freedom. Uh, mm. But but at the same time, I, I think it's still entirely possible that the eyes of the birds can serve for eyes for just just for Ymir, just kind of her oh. a link a link to her to see what's going on in the mm. physical world or in the real world. But why? Well, how does she have con- this connection to the birds? Well, because the the isn't the centipede thing referred to as like the like the origins of all organic life or something like that. Something like that. Was it? Maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. Well, but regardless, if. If that is the case, I feel like it could make sense. And it was also play along nicely with Norse mythology, which there has been several references to throughout the story where uh, Odin has two birds, two ravens, that he can basically, oh, he, he can see everything that, that they see. I've and, heard that. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. So I think it's still, I, I think that's a possibility. It's probably not a major thing, but I think it would be a nice way for her to be able to see what's going on outside. Right. It could it could just represent Ymir is watching over them in yeah. this moment or any any of those moments. Um, so that that's that's a good point. You, so I guess bird theory in that sense is could be could be real. Could be, uh, but yeah, f- feel free to go back to wherever you want to. Yeah, about. I mean it's it's really brief. I just think it's again, kind of gives Mikasa's character a little more, and it, it's you you get the wide shot of the the cabin that Aaron and Mikasa are living in mm. and they have the table outside it, it, it just reminds me so much of her home back with her mom and dad like her real mom and dad in the forest kind mm. of in they were in open openish field and had their cabin I think I think they had a table outside as well so I, I guess kind of a callback to her first family and you mm. know what her ideal family would would be like if if they could run away together yeah i mean so. it is the kind of family life that she knows not only with the similarity of the setting but also with like kind of being on the run or living in hiding because her parents were both yeah like you know on the run due to being mm-hmm. you know uh oriental slash uh, ackerman, ackerman and... yeah mm-hmm. right yeah so yeah I, I think for her to have this the fantasy in this kind of way it makes sense yeah because it's what she knows for sure. So getting back out of the dream into the real world here where the fighting is happening, Mikasa is putting on the scarf. Well, we've, we've talked about that a mm-hmm. bit. Um, mm-hmm. And they are able to determine before they see Aaron in the mouth that he is in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, have, I, I think I have an explanation to this. I just wanted to see if you did. Okay. 
my explanation is that uh, this is all um, just for convenience sake for the story. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> my 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 thinking is the head is the only possible place it could be based on what was left over from you know the freakish abomination that they just exploded, and so I guess they just automatically assumed, okay, it's got to be in the head if it's not anywhere in in the body, right? Yeah. So that's that's my thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Since obviously it is the same head, it's just yeah. got a new body, and they blew off the neck earlier, so they know he's not in the nape. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be in the head. Yeah. And it makes sense also to assume that he's somewhere in the front of the head, like away from the neck, kind of. I guess. Mm. So I guess the mouth makes sense, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. so yeah. At first I was like, wait, how? How did you know that? But after having well, yeah, it took me thought, a little bit. It took me a little uh, bit to think about it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it's it, it adds up. <laughs> Indeed, I like how Levi is the one to kick open his teeth. He knock out his teeth. Yeah, I guess he didn't kick it. He just he throws he throws the <laughs> thunder spear. But you know, I, I wish he had kicked it with his with his feet. <laughs> it's just one last kick at Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is yeah. This is as close as we're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I also like to see, like, even though it's not a lot, it's still, like, a little bit of, like, this... Uh, it, it's enough of action from Levi. We know he's obviously he's not super fit to fight. 100%, but, right. But th- this was good. It was good to see him doing something here. Even even Armin was helping out at the... I mean, well, obviously he's helping out, but mm-hmm. he, he knows that Mikasa has to do it, but, you know, he kind of holds Eren in position. Um, right. So that they they can get at, get at his face. So even though he's getting demolished i mean our aaron's obviously the better fire fighter but mm. um I, it worked out in this case where aaron was focusing focusing on armin and then yeah was, they were able to do what they did yeah armin knows what what to do he's holding his shoulder and his head in place mm-hmm. like that yeah that is smart obviously we knew he was smart yeah of <laughs> uh but yes then mikasa comes into the uh... titan mouth and I just got to say, first of all, that for Eren's life to end inside of a Titan mouth is kind of poetic in a way, oh, because I didn't think about that. Because <laughs> that was when he, you know, where he became a Titan the first, or well, at least you know, properly, uh, uh-huh. was in a Titan mouth or in inside of a Titan. We, well, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to die in the Titan mouth in the beginning of the story, and now finally, uh-huh. <laughs> finally, finally, he did. He, he did. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was cool. That is, yeah. Mikasa's smiling like she is. Like right. she's about to cut his head. You know, mm. as I was reading this, I, you know, tears were welling up in my eyes and I, and I see this moment and it's like, oh, they get to see each other. She's mm-hmm. about to cut his head off. And yeah, it, it's heartbreaking. But before we go to the final, the final page, yeah. I wonder, do you get anything from Aaron's expression here? It, it's, pretty, it's pretty blank. Like he's, um, he's looking up at her? In the last moment, I guess. I guess. I guess he's. Yeah. I guess you could say that. Looking up. Looking up at her, because he. Yeah. Here he looks like he's looking down. And, and in the very like as his head is being, chopped, severed off. Yeah, he yeah, is. It, looks, it looks like his his True. pupils are more focused on her. True. In the very very True. last second there. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, it, it's hard. I, it's hard to say exactly. You know what's mm-hmm. in his head right there. Right. So, I mean, I can't even, 
honestly, I don't know if I can even say Aaron has any sort of these romantic feelings exactly for her. I, mm. I, I think he does. Like, obviously, being an Aaron Mikasa shipper, I think <laughs> that, yes, he does have these feelings. Okay. I mean, at this point, it probably doesn't really matter. He's a monstrosity of his former self. And, and you know, what? what is he going to do? Have hard eyes, hard eyes in his <laughs> eyes, you know, heart pupils? Like, no. So I don't know. Like, I guess I'm. Ta- I'm guessing I'm. I'm talking about those people who aren't sure if, you know, these two are actually lovers or not. And mm. eh, I mean, we won't know. We can't really say for sure until the very end happens. But I. I really do think that. That, Aaron Mikasa is, is in game. In, in my opinion, <laughs> it's 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 the OTP. I mean, I don't think I don't think he's gonna Ooh. come back to life and they're gonna make babies and have a happy ever after like that. I don't right. no, I don't. Right. I don't think that. But um, I do think that if Aaron were able to find another way and not, well, I guess going back to Mikasa's potential reality, that would have been possible for Aaron if you know, everything else would have been solved as well. I think he would have been okay with that if, you know, everyone else had their freedom as well. Yeah. Does that make sense? Maybe. Although I'm not at all on board on this ship anymore. Not to Mm -hmm. say I was completely on board before, but I was Mm -hmm. at least cool with it. But after after this chapter, personally, I feel like the ship has sunk entirely. And that's not just because Aaron is dead. It's not just because Aaron is dead. It's also the well. It is. I guess it is largely because of the fact that Aaron is dead. But it's like, it's so. Like this is the end of Aaron. So at this point, we know that you know nothing more can come from Aaron. And Mm -hmm. my issue with the ship prior to this chapter was that it was incredibly one-sided, at least as far as I had been able to tell. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, Mikasa is heads over heels for Eren, but Eren never mm-hmm. really gave that much of a hint of having romantic feelings for Mikasa. Well, I- until we got to this final arc, then we started to finally see that there may have, he may have something, because he, you know, he asks her, what do you really think of me? I mean, someone, someone who thinks of Mikasa as just a sister doesn't ask, it doesn't ask what do you think of me you know like what or what am i to you like that's not that's not something you ask a sister <laughs> right so well no no you could because obviously he would have been able to pick up on her feeling something for him so he would he would want to know what that was i might i i i could i could see it that way hmm yeah i do see what you're saying I go back. I go back to that chapter though, and yeah. he's he's blushing as he says that. Maybe he's just flustered. I, I mean, it is kind of an embarrassing thing to ask. True. I mean, yeah, it it could be interpreted both ways. I I imagine. Maybe he's not blushing. Actually, actually, I don't. Think he's <laughs> I I just don't think Aaron, like, had that kind of mindset ever. Like ever since he saw his mom get eaten in front of him. I don't think he was able to ever really focus on any sort of romance with anybody. Oh, I agree. Uh, I, I do agree that that has not been on his mind whatsoever. Um, 
But I, but I think because he finally realized that Mikasa has these feelings for him, that he felt like because what he did made her a prisoner mm. to him, I do think that kind of makes that kind of makes you start thinking. Oh wait, can I view this person as a romantic um, partner? Um, in, in my opinion, I, and I think mm. he, that's definitely something that he was thinking about, and that's why he asked that question in one twenty three. Maybe at the same time, though, I also don't see if if he did have actual romantic feelings for her, mm-hmm. he wouldn't want her to forget about him. Like, why would he want her to forget about him if because he... it causes her pain? But then he doesn't know her well enough, because that's not true. Huh? And if he doesn't oh. know her that well, then why? Like, th- th- then I don't chip it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think you have to know a person perfectly in order to be in a relationship. No, no, for sure. Um, or shit, or or in a ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I think he, he's just so obsessed with this idea of freedom, and not making anybody a slave, that that's how he just sees. Or, or he wants the best, or he wants freedom for everybody. And so, anytime he sees any anybody he thinks might be um, controlled by something, then he wants to let them let them free somehow. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think personally, I I think um, we do get a little bit more evidence to the Aaron Mikasa ship. I'm not gonna say it's for sure. Um, <laughs> did, did I say it was OTP? I maybe I uh-huh. did. You did. <laughs> Well, okay then. Jeez, I think for me, it. I'm, you're putting me at a, me at a, a, a corner here. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't know where to go. I, I still think that because he cares so much about her freedom in that sense, I think that means that he does have these romantic feelings for her. Not so much that he wants to have a family with her. Although, I mean. Maybe he does. I don't know. Uh, it's. Uh, I guess I'm not as confident in my answer as I was before. I guess. I guess I'll say that. But gotcha. I, I, that's fair. I I do think that it's reasonable to think that the ship is, is true. I I am a little put off by saying the ship has sunk altogether. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just what I think. <laughs> oh, you know that's fair. If you think that that's to, that's totally. I'll, to be fair, I was never completely on board with it anyway. Mm. Or, or maybe at the very beginning of the story, but like for a long, long time, I have not really been on board. Fair. So fair. we are on different, uh, we are on different boats. Different pages, different ba- boats there. But, uh-huh. you know, at the very, at, at the very least, uh, we even, we enjoyed this moment between them, right? For sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I want to talk about this for a bit. When Mikasa says "see you later," obviously, oh my you know it, it's been building up to this ever since the very first chapter. Finally, finally, <laughs> and I think we we were all pretty certain that it would happen. And like after the previous chapter, yeah. we, were, we were all pretty certain it would ha- happen in some way mm-hmm. in this chapter. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy with how it happened. And so my favorite thing about this whole thing, or about this whole scene, is that I think it's such a big thing for Mikasa to not only be able to say goodbye to Aaron like in the real world as she does mm-hmm. like that that alone is a big thing but also she's able to say goodbye to him in her in her dream world you know it's like uh, the way i see that is kind of like her being able to sort of let go of him 
in a way that she hasn't been able to do before. Her love for him is still there just as much as it was before, but she is able to let go of him so that she's not kind of she isn't as obsessed, I guess, as she used to be, not as as clung to him as she was before. Mm. I, I, th- that's kind of how, how I read this like mm-hmm. and the, the fact that she's doing it both in the real world and in her in, in inside of her head in this in this dream reality it, it kind of feels to me like yeah it, it's a big step for her to be able to be more independent and say goodbye to Aaron and bo- both physically and kind of spiritually <laughs> sort of mm-hmm. yeah I, I understand yeah I, I do I do I do see what you're saying and I think I, I interpreted it in that way as well, but maybe just a slightly different mm-hmm. in that I think, yeah, this is her being able to let go of Aaron and um, also accept the fact that she loves him. She makes this choice herself. I, for me, that's you know the big thing is that she's making yeah. this choice for herself. I do agree as well that there is a bit of letting go, but at the same time, her professing her love, I guess she doesn't say I love you, but it's bas- it's basically similar. <laughs> Uh, basically that uh-huh. her pr- professing that is showing that she could still be free and still be you know in love with him yeah without him being there or without um it looking like she doesn't have a, a, a independence or, or whatnot mm-hmm. and i don't necessarily believe that she is letting go per se to in in the way that she doesn't she's not loving him anymore or forgetting about him no that, that that's not at all what i meant i still think she loves him just as much as before i just think that she's able to let go of him in a way that is good for her character to be more independent and not rely so much on him because that's basically what she's been doing the whole story i feel like mikas has had two two major character flaws throughout the story which i've been you know enjoying to to follow along with but it's been mm-hmm. kind of flaws of hers one of them being that she is maybe, you know, a little too obsessed with Aaron has been one thing. And the other being that she doesn't exactly, well, she hasn't been able to come to terms with her feelings for Aaron. Uh, mm. and, and, you know, she she has struggled with, with figuring out exactly how she feels, even though it's right. been obvious. It's been pretty obvious since the start that she has been, you know, she has had romantic feelings. Not to some people. Some people think it's just a family relationship. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think that's the case. I don't think you can say that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Especially not now. But for her, she hasn't been able to really, right, come to terms with that until maybe very recently. Mm-hmm. So those two, I think both of those two character flaws are well. She's able to get by them or to 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 fix them in this in this chapter. Uh, in two different ways the way that she has been relying too much on Aaron or not relying exactly but she has been too obsessed with him too kind of clingy sort of that part is resolved with her being able to say goodbye to him both in the real world and in her fantasy world um, because I, I think that the, the goodbye in the fantasy world symbolizes that yeah now she's able to be more independent herself and act more I mean, she she already started doing that leading up to this moment, but I think that this this was an important moment for her to to kind of in that way be able to say goodbye to him, but still having the same amount of love for him. 
and then the, in the final panel when she kisses him, mm-hmm. that that I think symbolizes that she has also come to terms with her feelings for him. She she right. at this point knows for sure that yeah, it is love, it is ro- rom- romantic feelings. So I think both of those character struggles of hers have kind of come to an end here and right. have been resolved in this at the end of this chapter. I I agree with that. I guess I I'm hung up on 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 the fact uh, of you know letting being able to let him go because isn't oh. that what Aaron wanted her to do is let go of me but she says sorry Aaron I can't. No, she, she he wanted her he wanted her to forget him. Right, isn't that's the same thing as letting him go? I don't think so. I think there's a difference. Hmm. I think mm. for Mikasa, especially in Mikasa's case, because she has been so overly obsessed with Aaron in an, like, in an unhealthy way. Right. Being able to let go of that is what, I, what I'm talking about. Right. That's fair. And I 100% agree with you about the love aspect, I think. Her being able to come to terms with her feelings for him mm. um, is, is there. But um, she's all, also able to make this choice on her own to, yeah... Um, say goodbye to the one she loves and you know take him out like that so yeah i really i really appreciate her character development there absolutely it's 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 all been building up to this moment and to this final panel with that kiss Mm -hmm. all of the i I guess we can put in the headaches all the headaches all of the the moments that she's had uh in trot in the trost arc and especially these past past few arcs or just i guess this just this past arc huh with Louise and, and the scarf and the right. table scene. Um, it's just been perfectly built up for this moment. And this, this was the moment I was waiting for. Um, mm. You know, we, I remember we, we discussed like, how does he wrap this up? Or I, I just, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting enough from her. And I was yeah. just always, I, I'm not, I'm not worried. <laughs> Sigally worried. I had, I had confidence that Isayama would wrap it up well. And yeah. lo and behold, he, he did. In Isayama, we trust. Indeed. And it's not in vain. <laughs> no. I mean, never did I imagine we would get Mikasa kissing the uh, beheaded corpse, you know, the, the head right. of, of Aaron. Like, that is <laughs> something I never would have imagined, but it, it's, ex- I mean, it's almost exactly what I want. Well, not wanted, but it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's beautiful and I, and I totally accept it. Mm. Um, when I read that moment, if you move, if you don't mind moving, moving yeah. on to that, yeah, yeah, I I was overcome with so much conflicting emotions, so many conflicting conflicting emotions, you know. I I and this is true. I I was laughing, I was crying, I was kind of cheering, but also mourning. Like it, it was, <laughs> it was just so hard to see one, Aaron die, Mikasa be the one to kill him, and then. At the same time, it was so amazing to see them kind of finally meet and have there be that closure for Mikasa and then have a, a kiss scene that I never would have expected ever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of my favorite moments in the entire manga. And it just swells me up with a lot of emotions. Um, and before before I go on, the part where I was laughing was it Ymir's face. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that, that's, that's what I was laughing about. Not not only this, well, the zaniness of the whole thing, where the inside of mouth, the mirrors is watching them smiling, and they're she's kissing a head. It, 
it's just kind of funny. So I, I you know, crying, laughing, and uh, everything was happening. So anyway. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is such a like I love the kind of morbidity of that image. Mm-hmm. Just how it, it just it's it's so fitting for Attack on Titan. I I, I think yeah, right. I said this in Discord that I, that final panel I think fits perfectly with Mikasa's theme. Uh, this is a cruel world and yet so beautiful. I, I think I think it fits perfectly. Really does, absolutely. And I, I mean, yeah, that it's been a running thing throughout the series. I mean, especially Mikasa in the early parts, but also the previous chapter with Zeke, he was also able to see that. Yeah. Uh, true. So, yeah, absolutely. And well, so I guess since we touched on Emir here a little bit in this final panel, she's an Aaron Mikasa shipper. Just uh, saying. <laughs> I'm in good company. Yeah, you are. Uh, you are. <laughs> but last month, when we talked about the previous chapter, we speculated about the possibility that Ymir herself, like she specifically being directly responsible for paths working the way it does. Hmm. Uh, you know, we had this talk about maybe it wasn't, maybe paths working how it does isn't a result directly of uh, the centipede, but rather that the centipede could have given Ymir certain abilities and with those she chose to make paths work the way it does mm. we can't speculate along those lines and uh also last chapter or last month on our podcast i also speculated a little bit about how emir possibly you know she desires like family bonds um mm-hmm. like things that uh, and basically if that was the case that that would explain why she made paths to work the work the way she does because she desires right. connections to other humans. So basically, the fact basically connecting with others is a really important thing for Emir was what I kind of speculated on a little bit. Um, and thinking back to pre- other chapters as well, uh, we have seen you know in one twenty two was it when we saw her backstory, she was looking kind of. She was looking at people like there was a wedding, like she was looking at those characters. Kind of fondly. Right, exactly, yeah. And like th- there's people making a connection. And I think that's something that she values a lot, kind of like Aaron values freedom. She values mm. connections with other, between people. And so... Although uh, she did free those pigs. She did free the pigs. So I guess, I, I mean, sure, freedom could, uh, although that could be also that could also be a red herring. Um, ah, or or. Or, or it's true that she also has a, a, a strong, like, value for, for freedom. But what I was going to get to with this is that I read uh, a Reddit post uh, by Renan. Uh, Renan is the guy on the You Hear Big Girls Discord server. He shared a Reddit post that he made after he had read the previous month's chapter. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just read it recently, even though it's almost a month old. In his uh, blog, or post anyway, he wrote... Uh, some interesting speculations that were sort of similar to my ideas of her uh, wanting, like basically using paths to connect with others and how she values that kinds of family bonds kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he dove a bit deeper uh, than okay. than I did on the podcast. And basically in his theory, he said that, so back when, when Aaron embraced Emir and he was able to get her on his side, uh, at the time, it felt very much like that was because Eren's promise of freedom spoke to her, and that it, you know she wanted to be saved and 
set free. And I, I, I still don't, I'm still not discarding that possibility entirely. Mm-hmm. But up to recently, that mm-hmm. was what I thought. But having read Renan's speculation on that, uh, I think I have changed my mind on it. And basically, here's what he thinks, is that this, well, what I was talking about, the connection to other people and the connection between people, how she values that so much, uh, was the reason why she went along with Aaron, because Aaron was able to connect with her in a very mm. strong way, and he was willing and able to connect with her there. So I think that was the reason that she was willing to help him uh, to do what he was wanting to do. Uh, and so in the previous chapter, you know, we had Zeke and Armin in, in Paths. Uh, those those two characters were connecting with each other right there. Mm. And we also saw, we saw Ymir there, and she, you know, she, she seemed to be cool with them, uh, making these plans against the rumbling, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she she didn't intervene, and I think that 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 would also work along with that. That she saw that those two people make a connection with each other, and she allowed that because yeah, connections is something that she values a lot. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a yeah good theory about it all, and I think it could definitely go down that way. Uh, you know, yeah, you look back to that chapter where he embraces her. Um, mm. I think it, I think it's because he truly tries to understand her that she's not a god, she's not a devil, she's just a little girl. Right, exactly, and it's the connection aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I I think I think freedom does play a part in it. Um, I think she is a slave to her own bloodline, in that sense. But I think it's also yeah I think there also could be that connection there as well. Yeah, but and Zeke also said in the previous chapter that Emir cares a lot about the world. And right. like maybe she doesn't For hold as right, but so maybe she doesn't have a, as big of a grudge, uh, you know, against the world as we were made to think. I think it's entirely possible that, you know, may, maybe it's mm-hmm. may, maybe the reason why she has kept up, uh, you know, following the orders of the of the royal founders, is because of the connection that she feels to them through paths or 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 through other means. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Honestly, I haven't. I'm not in. I haven't been entirely on board with the she hates the world, so she wants to destroy it kind of thing. Although this definitely seems to be the what maybe Isayama was trying to make the reader believe. But I, I never, I, I never got that exact feeling because, you know, it, it never seemed like that was her goal because we don't understand what her goal is, and at least completely. So. It, it, to, to me, it didn't seem that she would think the world is the issue here at all. I always thought that she, um, just speak, speaking of freedom, I thought she would just want freedom from paths in general. Um, but then why go along with Aaron? I think the reason why she would go along with him being you know, some sort of connection, I think that's a, a reasonable way to go about it. However, no matter what it is, I do think we will get some sort of explanation for why she is acting the way she is in the next chapter uh, because yeah. without or if if armin didn't question it or didn't bring it up then i would be less sure but the fact that he did that then that just seems to be a major question that needs to be answered and can't just be left to hang you know yeah so absolutely and i think you know in the last panel here the fact that ymir is smiling when she sees mikasa kissing Aaron. I think mm-hmm. if if we do choose to believe in you know how much she values connect connections between people, 
and those kinds of bonds between people. I think the smile could be because of that, because she sees that kind of strong love that Mikasa has for Eren. And mm-hmm. I imagine I imagine it's it's possible that moving forward now, she might actually want to be able to stop the rumbling and help them just put an end to it. Or or well not not necessarily the rumbling, but the the centipede. Mm. Uh, because honestly, oh. at this point, right? Because we we know it, well, the centipede was blown up in the colossal nuclear blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, what other physical like attack would 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 harm it? Like, it doesn't seem like anything would. But what if Emir has some kind mm-hmm. of path C stuff that she's able to do? I think that that might mm. be the only way oh, to bring that could be to, interesting to to end the the centipede. I think that's a, a good possible a good possibility and could be very interesting. Hmm. Some other other ideas I had kind of just are the aftermath of what happens when you behead Aaron like that. Yeah. Um, does beheading Aaron just automatically, you know, kill the the centipede? Hmm. Does it just lose its invincibility? I don't know how hmm. that works, but maybe that's it. Uh, those those are my two thought processes in it. Um, it either kind of like shrivels up and dies because Aaron is is officially dead, or it loses an invincibility and then there's a final, you know, few pages where they squish it for good. <laughs> I I mean, hey, maybe it is Ymir who has to be the one that takes it out in the end. Uh, if if it's still invincible, like it is, even without Aaron there, which they make it so they make it seem like killing Aaron is the only option to kill the the centipede right kind of iffy on that yeah um but still um if that's the case then yeah ymir being the one to take it out would definitely seem like the um the best possibility in that in that that case yeah i I was also well i've also seen a lot of people thinking that killing Eren might just also mean the end of the centipede Mm -hmm. um and i mean the chapter sort of hinted toward that in a way or at least the characters fighting Aaron uh mm-hmm. were well they decided to go after Aaron but I I feel like the reason they did that it was mostly just because it was easier like well they 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 knew how difficult the centipede was to kill after seeing it survive that blast but but Aaron mm-hmm. is human so maybe that's more doable so they decided to go after the more possible uh victory first could be seen that way yeah, that's possible. Because well, personally, I just don't see like a, I, j- I just don't see a logic necessarily for why Aaron's death would kill the centipede or or weaken it. I don't really see that. Um, I don't know. I mean, with everything that's going on, it doesn't seem it's too far fetched. Especially not. since it wants to it wants to connect to Aaron so badly, you know. Sure, sure. Because I think part of it probably has to do with that's its hiding place or it's it's like shell. And that it wants it wants to go back to that. Right. It has been like inside of the founding titan mm-hmm. for like forever, basically. Mm-hmm. We we definitely will learn next chapter though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's what's so great. All our hypothesizing, we know for a fact. I mean, not every answer, but at the very least, we'll we'll know for sure uh, how this all ends. Yeah. So <laughs> that's very exciting to think about. Totally. Going back to Ymir. It, it could go down that Ymir is the one who has to take down the centipede. Mm. Other, some other thoughts I had was, what if this is the moment where 
Ymir is finally able to talk and express herself to Mikasa or anybody. Maybe she is still able to activate paths and she's able to communicate to all the Eldians somehow. Right. Maybe that's too out there because Ymir has never really spoken before. And to be fair, when they had all of those previous uh, Titan Shifters come in past last chapter, they weren't able to speak. So maybe Ymir has the same issue where she can't speak either. Maybe. Yeah, so maybe, so maybe that throws that theory out the window. But I, I'm, wi- I'm willing to have that happen because I really would like to see her point of view. Um, but it could just end up being Armin <laughs> using his big big brain power. Be like, oh, this is it. <laughs> or, or maybe Mikasa comes up with the answer. <laughs> yeah. I I think regarding Ymir, I'm fine with, with leaving her as somewhat of an enigma in in okay. like regards to how her brain works or like how her well yeah like the, the the stuff that she well the reasons for why she does things i'm i'm, oh. I'm perfectly fine with that being left uh to our really? imagination the why the why i i want to be answered the how i'm okay with not being completely answered gotcha gotcha yeah i don't know i i'm i'm fine with the the theory like renan's theory that i read earlier today actually um Mm -hmm. about like her her strong value of human connection which you know as i I touched on a little bit last month but never dived as deep as he did and i i really like that i think i think it like it explains her actions so far and if it is true then i i do see a possibility of her helping out and potentially killing the the centipede so I guess that's my prediction right now. It's something that I feel would make sense, and it's something that I think would be nice as well. Yeah. Uh, again, like like I said earlier, that that connection thing is a good possibility. Um, I just I want it to be confirmed. Like someone has to say it, whether it's her right. or someone else. Make a big big brain. I don't care how, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I I think it needs to be um, brought up. Otherwise, I mean, I'm. I think fans will be theorizing for a while and I, I that's just that's something that I would be a little unsatisfied if it's never never answered personally. That's fair. As for what else happens after that. Yeah, predictions time, I guess. Yeah. Final predictions time on Titan Tea Time ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so It's kinda sad. Real <laughs> and sad. Yeah. Oh um like I was saying, I, I, I we'll see the fate of the Wall Titans and the Centipede Titans, whether they go up in smoke or stay Titans or turn back to people. Mm-hmm. I think if the Centipede does die, I, I do think that the, the Titans will turn back into people. I really do. That would be the happiest ending. <laughs> yeah, maybe not entirely on point, but I, I think I think it's a, it would work. Especially like we were saying with Gabby not having her moment with uh, Falco and Reiner, you know, like all that work for nothing, and then Annie and Leinhardt and Reiner and her mom. Right. I just, I think that needs to happen. Fair. I personally, I'm, I loved it the way it was done in this chapter. I loved the like how we were so close in some cases, and then it just it was just ripped away from us. I kind of really <laughs> enjoy that. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it's still there. Uh, uh, yeah, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be worth as much if it all ended up good in the end. I think. Um, but but anyway, um, something you th- speculated about last month 
was how paths could potentially, if, if, I mean, let, let's say it is the centipede that is making paths exist, mm -hmm. uh, which I mean, I think makes a lot of sense to, to think that. Uh, so if the centipede dies and basically you, you had this, this theory that paths wouldn't necessarily disappear, but it would stop uh, spreading was your theory mm. that basically any new Eldian born would not be connected to paths, but all of the, mm -hmm. all of the ones that were already connected to it would remain connected to it. Uh, you had a theory like that, which I really like. I mean, I still really like that, that theory. Okay. Um, and if that's the case, obviously we don't know, but if that is the case, then, and, and, and if the centipede would die and this thing would happen where paths would still exist and everyone still, everyone that, that are already, connected to each other through it would remain connected, but any newborn Eldian would not be, then none of the mm -hmm. Titans would transform back because Titan powers would still exist for as long as these people alive are living. Yeah. Right. I think that's fair. And I think, first of all, I, I like it for that reason because it would make it so that those, <laughs> like, Jean and Connie <laughs> will not come back, <laughs> as sad as that is. Uh, but also, I think... Uh, if Historia's child is born basically right after the death of the centipede, then it would be the potentially the first Eldian baby born without, like, not connected to paths and without any right. risk of being Titan transformed. And, exactly. And that would work really well with the final panel if that is if mm -hmm. that is the baby. Uh, mm -hmm. Not not saying it definitely is, but if if that's all if all of this is true that I've been saying in the past minute, then that would work really well. I agree with that possibility. I mean, I, I guess I mentioned that theory earlier. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I, I also think, you know, another theory of just the Titan powers and completely dissolving um, is, is a possibility as well. Absolutely. And them turning back. And I think that would, you would get the same sort of ending where the child is free. The baby is free. She's not part of the Titan, you know, curse anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think that would still work. Um, but, you know, as much as I say I would like, or I, I, I would want them to turn back, at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't mind, I, I wouldn't be completely heartbroken if they don't. Because like you said, Jean and Connie had a, a great moment. Uh, I would just feel really bad for those three people I mentioned. Uh, but I would still be okay because I think the Titan powers would have ended and at least the suffering would be over for the future generation. Right. Um, that's that's my uh, thoughts on that. But you know, I of the two, I'm I'm rooting for. Or I'm most hoping for a ending where Gabby uh, Gabby Reiner and Annie have their happy moment. Okay, fair enough. So I, as I as I said in the earlier, like much earlier in this discussion, the only character out of the ones that were turned into pure titans that I want to turn you know, that I want back is Gabby. And mm -hmm. because, yeah. first of all, as I said, she, she didn't get the kind of payoff that Jean and Connie did. And also, as we may, may have touched on, you know, uh, Reiner and Falco have both been very keen on protecting her and making sure that she's able to live. Mm. And Well, I mean, at this point, if, if all of the pure Titans are turned back into humans and just Titan curses and, and, and everything disappear, then in that case, yeah, they would have achieved that goal for Gabby. Right. But seeing as that's not what I want. 
the best option for Gabby is to eat a Titan Shifter.、Mm. And so I was thinking, and I think a lot of others have as well, I think it would be pretty beautiful if she would eat, well, beautiful and sad,、uh, if、mm-hmm. she would eat Reiner. Yeah. Because, I mean, ever,、yeah. since, ever since her character was introduced, she was kind of the heir to the, to the armored Titan. And there was, there was a part in the Marley arc, there was a conversation between her and Reiner, which sadly was not in the anime. They didn't adapt this scene.、Huh. It, it was a scene between her and Reiner, one of my favorite scenes between them. So that was like, it's like the one gripe I have with the, with the <laughs> anime adaptation of the Marley arc, is that one scene was not in it. Otherwise, I love that adaptation.、But、anyway, it was a scene between Gabby and Reiner where、uh, Gabby's basically talking about how when she. Inherits his Titan, she's going to be able to understand his struggles and be able to understand the hard parts that are even, you know, too too hard to talk about、uh, because she's going to inherit、mm. his memories. And she and they, and they have this really, I, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's a sad, but also a very sweet conversation between, between each other.、Uh, and it would kind of come full circle if now she would would inherit his Titan. and Maybe we would even learn something new about Reiner,、uh, hmm. but, but through Gabby in the final chapter. May, I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just kind of spitballing at this point, but、sure. uh, I think that could be an interesting possibility. And yeah, I just think it would be nice, a nice kind of way to tie it all together. Alternatively, She would,、okay. eat, she would eat Falco because, she, because he also、oh, wants to save her. Oh, no! <laughs> that, that, that would be no, sadder. No, 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 no. That, yeah, that would be far sadder.、Uh, but it's also like an option that I thought about. <laughs> because yeah, we all, I guess you gotta consider all your options. Cause, yeah, because he also wants to save Gabby basically just as much as Reiner does. Oh, yeah.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, just throwing that one out there, but definitely not hoping for it. <laughs> <laughs>、um, I think you. You bring a good theory,、um, and I, I, of all the Titans that she could potentially eat, and, and, if she, and of all the people who have turned into Titans, she's the, definitely the one I'd want to turn back, and Reiner、mm. would be the one to be the, the, the perfect one to be eaten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird way to say, but because,、yeah. again, he would do so much for her, and she was always kind of destined to be the armored Titan in a way, like she was trying to prepare to be that. So、mm. I, I totally see all that. And I, I think it would be nice to have Gabby and Falco kind of, you know, be together with, with the, the、uh, how many years? 13? 13, yeah. 13, 13 years that they have left.、Mm. Um, I think that would be a nice、um, ending for them whenever that, I, mean, I, I don't think they'd show that in the manga, but、right. you know, they, they, they would have that together. However, I, I think that. Gabby just end up becoming a Titan and eating the armor Titan would take away what Falco and Reiner worked so hard to do. Reiner doesn't want to give her that, give her that future. I know. And, and, and neither does Falco. And I guess that would be you know, so tragic and people would eat that tragedy up. Totally. But I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I feel like the suffering has been enough. And. To have it go that far is maybe a bit much. But hey, if it happens, it happens. And you know what? I'll probably be like, wow, I, 
great. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, it, it's what Gabby wanted. She wants. She wanted to inherit the armored titan. I don't know if she. Uh, yeah, she did. I don't know if she is feeling that way before that. I don't know. Right. I think at this point she's kind of not not for the the transforming into titans anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she definitely has gone through a big growth. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you're a titan um, and your only sweet release is to become a shifter, then yeah, you know, <laughs> that that could work. So could work. I, I'm glad I'm glad you shared your thoughts on that, and um, I'm glad we were able to talk about that. Mm. About Aaron, actually, I don't I don't think we need much of Aaron, but maybe a little more into some of his mindset. And not right. necessarily from Aaron, obviously, because he's dead. Um, unless there's some pazzy business that happens. I think that Aaron, um, we'll, we'll see what Aaron was thinking with Historia, Ymir, or both. Well, through Ymir, Historia, or both. Hmm. Um, so there, there's still a little more from him. And I think Aaron fans will get maybe a little more closure on some things, in, in my opinion. But if there isn't anything, I'm still okay with how it is. But I, I do think we could get a little more. Yeah. And I was also going to, going to say Historia, next chapter. It's It's been my most common uh, <laughs> prediction <laughs> throughout this entire mm-hmm. podcast. And I've always been wrong, <laughs> more, more or less. Um, but I think I can say with pretty good certainty that next chapter we'll get some at least decent <laughs> uh, focus on her. Mm-hmm. If we don't... I'm gonna riot, like yeah. I, I I don't care if it's just me. I'm gonna riot. I I think there'll be plenty of other people who riot with you, and yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't riot, but I would, <laughs> I would be very upset, <laughs> because yeah. you know he's kind of been teasing this reveal for her, with her baby and farmer coon that I I think, mm. it needs to be, resolved and Absolutely. not just left hanging. Yeah. Uh, Personally, I'm one of those people who think Historia went through an amazing character arc and this this part with her giving birth and being alone on a not alone, but being being with Farmer Coon on a farm and, and hiding away from the um, government because of her pregnancy. I guess technically not hiding, but you know what I mean. Like she's she's staying safe. I think that doesn't take away from her character. I think she's again doing what she needs to do for her people that you know, she's obviously taken on that responsibility. And I I think she's also doing this um, for her friends as well, for for what Aaron has suggested for her. Now, I, I think that it would be so much better and needed that we get something, some sort of touch on that. And anything that's short of her expressing her feelings and thoughts about the situation would be a disservice to her, I think. Having just one shot of her or and her baby, right. and that's it. That that's maybe not enough. I would hate that. But yeah, but I do think that that doesn't take it wouldn't take away from her growth and what what happened beforehand. I, I do think. Sure. And I, and yeah. I yeah. And, and I don't think that Aaron or Aaron <laughs> Isayama will <laughs> leave her hanging. I really do think he will address it. Yeah, I also, I also really am holding out hope for that because, yeah, as you said, like she, it's been teased, like little mm-hmm. by little throughout the, the this last arc, and it right. it definitely has got to get a good payoff at the end. So far, and we're at the 
second to last chapter. <laughs> so far, Isayama has not disappointed me, and, or and not you either. I I, I guess, Mm-mm. like no. So you know, so I, I I really don't see reason to to not trust in Isayama. <laughs> well, and I think and I think we were even saying last chapter that okay, Aaron would be the second to last chapter, and Historia would be the last. I think actually we were probably saying we, that yeah, for we a few ch- for a few months. So sounds sounds I think familiar. I think we're on track. We're on track. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I got on predictions, or well, it's not predictions as much as it's like just something I want, what I want that I want from the next chapter, is that other than some of the things that we've talked about already for the for mm-hmm. the final chapter, uh, one other thing that I that I want is just at least the beginnings of some sort of resolution between Eldians and non-Eldians. Yeah. Obviously, I understand that the conflict is so complicated that and we said this earlier it's not gonna be solved overnight it's something that's Mm -hmm. gonna take generations to really really get through Mm -hmm. but i would like to see some kind of sign uh toward a positive uh future right in in the final chapter just something Uh, i don't know what it's going to be exactly could be related to miller or something else but Mm -hmm. something where we can see the light at the end of the tunnel is something that I would really, really like. I 100% agree. This is something that I've been kind of, lack of a better word, preaching about <laughs> uh, when it comes to Carlos Fritz's decision to move all the, the Eldians to parody um, and isolating them. I think that coming together and seeing each other, even when you guys, when they, when they hate each other, is key to dissolving the the racism and the hatred for mm-hmm. each other um, and, and I think only by working together can you truly come together and and understand each other as human beings Absolutely. so um, whether or not the Titan powers are there it, it still needs to happen where they, they this beginnings of coming together are seen I think hundred percent in my opinion yes 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 my final my final thing is about the final page actually all right. Um, and I think we could say with almost 100%, maybe maybe 98%, <laughs> that the person holding the baby is not Aaron, okay? At least in that instance. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think we could say that, right? Uh-huh. I, I believe, and I know we've said this before, that is Grisha holding Aaron. Right. Okay? Grisha has used the term Omai. I mean, Omai is not necessarily a one-person-only kind of term, but Grisha and Aaron were both people who used it. Right. And I think, I'm sure Aaron picked it up from his dad. Now, Grisha's holding Aaron, but how does how can that be? Is there some sort of alternate reality to all this? Uh, you know, potentially. And, and you know, in a sense, it, it might, it might be. Um, but I think that this goes back to what we talked about ages ago, how it's a comparison between two scenes, one mm-hmm. in the present day and then one in the past where Grisha actually did pick up Aaron and say that you're free. Right. Actually, before I go to what the comparison could be, let me talk about the Grisha, the Grisha line. I think he says that not necessarily because of, of the events he sees in the future, which was actually something I was thinking about, that maybe he sees Aaron become free in the future. I think it's more that because he was born into this world, he's free. And I think that'll be the final message is that 
because you're born into this world, you're free. I think that kind of ties in his mother's theme and then Aaron's theme because I was born into this world and, and then freedom. So yeah. I think that's what he's mean by is that. Now for the, the comparison panel, <laughs> he can go really morbid and it be Mikasa holding Aaron's head. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, which would be very morbid, um, uh, but, you know, kind of edgy. <laughs> um, or I, I still think it could be Mikasa holding another baby, maybe Historia's baby, in that, in that way. And then it, it, it parallels to Grisha holding Aaron. Yeah. Now, why would it be Historia's baby? Well, it could still be possible that that is Aaron's kid, Aaron's child. I'm not putting it, I'm not, I'm not saying for without a doubt that mm. it's one way or the other. I'm just saying that is a possibility. And I know Historia, Aaron shippers will get really excited about it. But, <laughs> and they'll be insufferable. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I got my Mikasa Aaron kiss. I don't care what you say. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I think that it's, it's a real possibility that that could be Aaron's child, um, just as much as a possibility as it is uh, Farmer Coons. Fair enough. So there's a lot to unwrap there. So I yeah go go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I it's fair. Like saying the, it's a possibility. Yes, because we don't know for sure. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm not shipping Aaron with anyone though. Just oh, want to yeah. make just want to make that clear. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I guess I guess even if they're not shipped. They could right. have. They could have uh, a baby. Mm-hmm. Have a baby. Yeah. Um, but I, I. still. I don't. I don't want that. I don't. Necess- I don't. I don't lean to that. To that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is. It is still interesting. And I. I do still stand by. You know what we talked about ages ago about. You know it being like a comparison image. Like there is something mm-hmm. in the in the real world where someone says something along the lines of "You're free" to something or to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, cutting to the final, final panel being like basically the, the same imagery, but with Grisha holding Aaron, which, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember when we said that, but I feel like it was a long time ago now. It was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah. but yeah, I still, I still kind of like that. Although, I mean, it, it could also just be not that. It could just be like straight up someone holding Historia's baby or someone holding the Cliff baby. Um, ah, I don't think Cliff Baby is a... Cliff Baby? I mean, there's got to be something with a Cliff Baby, though. Something. Eh. At this nah. point. N- you think do you so? Know? I... I, I, thought, I thought you would think so. <laughs> no, because... It, well, wow. How the tables have turned. <laughs> I, I, my thing about the, about the Cliff Baby was just it not dying. Ah. And that it um, lives to see another day. And I think, you know, that was just really nice to potentially see. And maybe we'll get a little bit of that the next right. chapter mm-hmm. but uh you know i i think it, it it makes more sense to have it be historia's baby that they hold uh, instead of such a random baby um in my opinion but then again maybe maybe the action and, and the story doesn't really leave from that spot until the final page if that's the case then the only mm-hmm. baby in the vicinity um that anybody of significance would hold besides the story yourself would be that a baby. True. Yeah, man. Yeah, there, there's a lot that remains to be seen. And there is True. just one chapter left. It feels Woo! unreal. It does. A month from now, it will all be over. 
like a month from now we'll be sitting here talking about the final chapter oh it's like oh. it'll be done there will be crying it feels be weird yeah <laughs> cheering there will be angry people but it'll be done yep everything <laughs> a little bit of everything a little bit of everything but once it's done it's done yeah and i i think if we get the some of the questions that we brought up answered i think i for the most part brought up questions that i thought were more or less needed um, for the story to completely uh, be satisfying, I think, and I and I think those answers or those questions, for the most part, will be answered. So I'm looking for a pretty satisfa- satisfactory um, ending for this. Um, I know some people might be worried, or or maybe just already feel like it's not going to be satisfy satisfying. But I don't know. I I feel like it's on track. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I don't have any worries. I feel like. Like a lot of people saying, like, yeah, a, leg- a regular length chapter isn't going to be able to give us a satisfying ending, but I, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, first of all, I'm cool with some things being left to our interpretation, um, mm-hmm. and I think that the the things that are necessary, uh, I think there will be enough time to cover all of that. Right. I guess that's it. Do you want to rate the chapter? I think we've been rating the last couple of chapters. Yeah, we have, haven't we? <laughs> As a Mikasa fanboy, I have to go ten out of ten. <laughs> nice. I have to nice. because. This is what I have been wanting and and praying for for so long. And it exceeded my imaginations in that, you know, we get one of the most beautiful pieces of art from Isayama. Kind of this bittersweet ending. Like it's so bitter, but also so sweet that (laughs) it, you know, it it kind of brings up conflicting emotions in me. And I love it for that. Totally. So, um, yeah. It it almost feels like all, and maybe th- this is this is selfish of me I know, but it feels like all my shipping of Mikasa and Aaron feels almost justified. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> yeah, to, I know to each their own, and I guess that's why I was a little pushed back a bit by um, the disagreement. But hey, you know, not everyone has to think the same way. Right, right. But I I'm glad that we were able to get this side of Mikasa and get her personal growth that she desperately needed. And so I, I think going on to um, who my favorite character is, it has to be Mikasa because of this. I, I can totally see that after this chapter because uh, mm-hmm. she definitely grew a lot for me as well in this chapter. And she kind of made all of the previous times when, I, when I've died at her character, it made it all worth it kind of mm-hmm. with this chapter. So I definitely see that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm rating this chapter a 9 out of 10, probably. I loved it, absolutely. A 9 mm-hmm. out of 10 is a great score. <laughs> um, oh, of course, yeah. So, yes, absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And I can't wait for the final chapter. Uh, oh. I, I still I still can't, like, get over that. Like, it's the last chapter in a month. That's just crazy. I can't wait to see this animated. And, yeah. Or just to see this all drawn in color i mean it's gonna take a while probably i'm kind of look i'm kind of hoping we get a movie because this is something i would love to see on the big screen and just you know bawling my eyes out uh this all happening yes oh my gosh but i guess i could ball at home too (laughs) it would it would be awesome and i think i mean to share like cinematic experiences with an audience can be such an amazing feeling too so Mm -hmm. I, I do think the finale, right, that we are 
well that we are reading right now, I think it would translate so well into such like an experience like that on on the big screen. So with that said, uh, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga. If you like this episode, please share it around with anyone you think might enjoy it as well. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time, where we'll talk about the final chapter of Attack on Titan. Bye-bye. See you later. I forgot to say that this is a masterpiece. Oh, well, I'll say it next month.